What's up, nerds? And welcome back to your weekly movie review podcast. That's right, it's time for the flagship 3FN podcast. And this week, we will be reviewing the brand new movie, The Menu. We'll also be talking Diesel's movie, Triple Stuff, and more. But before we go any further, we are coming to you from the 8122 Production Studios at Dragon Master Games. I am your host, Rich, and the nerds are all here. First off, you know what? I'm not even going to say a nice thing about him again. Fuck this guy, because he doesn't have to work till the new year. It's Ron. What's happening? Still fucking hate you. Yeah, that's fine. And then, of course, over here is the man that doesn't need an introduction, yet he has the longest introduction in all of podcasting. Ladies and gentlemen, I give to you hashtag... Big Natty Cool, hashtag Mad Dog Strong Style, hashtag Challenge Accepted, hashtag Diesel Malenko, because he's the man of a thousand and four hashtags. He is the leader of the Minnows Gang, and of course, is your favorite podcaster's favorite podcaster. He's the man, the myth, and the legend rolled into one jolly old ginger bearded feller. I give to you, Diesel. As long as that introduction is, it pales in comparison to Mr. Huerta's glorious thing no oh, man <laughs> if, if, if you guys have not seen uh, the pictures that we're uh, out in the public of marvel editing out <laughs> what uh mr huerta was packing for uh, his uh role as namor uh let's just say that coming up and the first show of january as always we give out the nerdies and that definitely one is man crush and woman crush of the year and i thought for the longest time that alexander skarsgård had it locked from the northmen He's got competition <laughs> coming in, so I got some thinking to do in the next month. He's giving Liam Neeson a run. Hi-o, hi-o. Yeah, I've, I've heard that uh, Liam Neeson's packing. Uh, I, I used to love that uh, old skit that uh, Kevin Smith. Yeah, they still, uh, they do. still do they it. They still do it? How big, is, how big is Liam Neeson's yeah. cock? Yeah. But uh, pretty soon we're going to have to rebrand to the three fat size queens. Ooh. <laughs> we are size queens here. Uh, we overcompensate for a lot, gentlemen. Uh, with that being said, though, Ron... Even though you're laughing, how has been your week? It's been a good week. Can't complain too much. Fuck uh, you, you not working <laughs> prick. You know, things things go on. Things happen. Uh, the patrons know. Um, but uh, other than that, you know, had the Wednesday game group. Things are going well. We're winding through this end of this campaign now. And we're actually going pretty well. Uh, had our Friday group, which, uh, because it was the week before Thanksgiving, and I was off from work, I put a whole Thanksgiving spread up for dinner. And, you know, it got devoured, and we even had uh, special guests show up, so that was also fun. You know, Kayla's back from college, so she showed up for a little bit, and Trozel stopped in to say hi and all that fun stuff. So, you know, we had a full room, and, you know, we got some gaming done, but it was mostly just catch-up and stuff like that. But they're working through Tomb of Annihilations, and one of the characters died because he's had to they needed to sacrifice themselves or someone and they were all gonna die so someone kid's like all right yeah, fine just take my character <laughs> so that's how that worked but other than that everything else has been going great and i would like to remind everybody before we move on <laughs> that is from all of us who have to go to work still <laughs> Uh, Diesel, you're up. How has been the week? And I know it's been rough. It's <laughs> <laughs> been a rough one. Um, make sure to check out Dragon Master Games on Black Friday for our Black Friday sales. And you'll see me probably pulling my hair out and trying not to scream at people because fuck my life. Uh, busy weekend. We had a Legacy 2K here on Saturday. 
I did not get to play, but my deck did get played, so I was very happy about that. Uh, I let my friend Sun borrow the uh, eight cast deck. Now that made it creepy because I was going to say it's always nice when your deck gets played with, <laughs> oh, yeah. but uh, then you made it creepy. Yeah. Uh, At least he's above eighteen, correct? He's twenty one now. Oh, uh, twenty one oh, now. Yeah. All right, congrats! <laughs> Happy birthday! I haven't seen him in a while. Yeah. So there you go. But um, thirty two players, and we also had Pokemon. We also had D and D. We also had Warhammer and a surprise birthday party. <laughs> All on the same day. <laughs> so, happy birthday out there. <laughs> and uh, Sunday, we were here super early for a two-person Warhammer tournament. I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> well, it's always nice when you show up and you're either going to get first or second place. <laughs> uh, the highlight of the day yesterday was uh, getting my bagel in the morning and um, a nice hot coffee from Pinky's Bakery, which I'm going to be fucking heartbroken when they move down the road. <laughs> oh, you're going to be heartbroken? You could always just go down the road, though. No, the only reason I go there is because of this location. <laughs> ah, okay, I get it, I get it. Now it makes sense. It makes sense to me now. Well, I mean, my weekend was uh, pretty good. I mean, I, I watched some uh, AEW wrestling, uh, full gear. We'll be talking about it on this week's 607 TWS. Myself and Ken M from the ODPH. Uh, on top of that... Uh, we've got a lot of things going on. I got got a lot of rest, did some stuff around the house, preparing for the holiday, got some stuff to do from Patreon this upcoming week, uh, signing up for all sorts of crazy stuff. So, you know, it's it's going along. It's going along. I can't wait to get everything going, but I can't complain and argue too much. Uh, before we go further, though, and we jump into the meat and potatoes, if you will, of this show, I do think we have to talk about some terrible things that have come out in the world. And, of course, uh, condolences and hearts felt to everybody in Colorado Springs after the incident that happened there. And, of course, the passing of uh, JDF as well. Uh, the the Green Ranger, White Ranger, a ton of things. Yeah. Power Rangers legend. Yeah. I, I mean, I can't say enough about his legendary stuff. So condolences to all the friends, family, and fans of him and then the friends and family and everybody affected by what happened in Colorado Springs. And... I just wanted, I think it's a very important for us to say, you know what, it's easier to love than hate, so let's let's go that route, and we say it all the time, and I know that we're here to make jokes, and we're here to have fun, and that's what we're going to do, we're going to kick back into that, but it is also at the same point in juncture, if we could all laugh together, uh, we should all be able to hang together, and I really think that it's really sad that what happened in Colorado Springs happened, and for the, as far as the JDF stuff, is anybody is feeling upset, Please do not hesitate. There is an easier number now. Even 988 is the suicide prevention hotline. Uh, you can text message there. You can call whatever you feel more comfortable with. Just there's always somebody going to be there to listen to you. And also, I've always said this to the listeners there. We are, you, our social media is up on the website. Uh, a lot of you already know them. Reach out. Like we will get to you as soon as, as humanly possible. I answer stuff pretty quickly unless I'm asleep. So really, I mean... I've always got, will always be here to listen to you. And I understand you might not know us personally, or you only know us somewhat from listening to us, but there's always somebody there. And I just wanted to kind of remind people 988, 988 is the number to get a hold now. They made it super simple. You don't even have to do an 800 number. And you can text that phone number as well. And uh, let's move past all the tragedy and bullshit. And it really fucking sucks. And uh, anybody want to add anything to that? Yeah, just a shitty weekend overall with everything that's been going on in the world. And. Condolences to everybody affected. Yeah, absolutely. Well, it's a, it's it's got to go, and the show's got to go on. And once again, we're going to try to bring it back to levity, but I can't say it enough. Nine eight eight is definitely uh, just don't don't think you're alone. There's always somebody there for you. Well, 
that it's hard to jump back in, but that's why I wanted to get it out of the way early on because it's been a fucking sad and tragic week. But uh, let's dive back in and tell you how to get a hold of us in case you do want to get a hold of us for any reason. And of course, that is a shameless plug. Uh, for all information about the 3FN podcast, including the social media links, if you need to get a hold of us for whatever reason, just want to chat anything, that is at 3FNpodcast.com. It's a one-stop shop. Visit the website. All the links are there, uh, including the all the social medias, including the Patreon, patreon.com slash 3FN podcast. We're doing a big run. If you s- join between now and December 1st, we are uh, going to, you can be in for our Christmas, uh, sorry, holiday card giveaway because I always make sure it says Merry Nerdmas on it. It's easier to explain it like that. Uh, so that's, if you want to get in on that and have a possibility to win a gift card, uh, this is the perfect time to do so. As little as $1 a month, patreon.com slash 3FN podcast link is on the website. Also on the website, you can find the link to our T Public store. We should have our our holiday shirt coming out very soon, so keep your eyes posted there. It should be out on Black Friday. I'm working hard to make sure that happens, but there's other great stuff there. If you would like to support us as well and wear some nerd gear, because we love to see that shit in the wild. On top of all that, there's friends of the show like the ODPH podcast. Check those dudes out. They're fucking awesome. They're our brothers in 607 podcast. There's the links for 607 TWS, the wrestling show that I do with Ken M from the ODPH. There's also the musical directory where all the great bands who allow us to use their music, their information is, including the band that does our theme song each and every week on this show. That, of course, is Shout at the Robot. Shout out to the song Fail Better. You can find them and their music on Spotify, YouTube Music, and Bandcamp. And last but certainly not least, you can find all of our local sponsors who help bring the show to you commercial free each and every week. But we're going to give them a shout out right now because that's what they uh, mean to us, especially with the no commercials. And first up, the people who provide us with the 8122 Production Studios, Dragon Master Games, located at 1235 Upper Front Street in Binghamton, New York. For all your Magic the Gathering and gaming needs, visit them on the World Wide Web, DragonMasterGames.com. And if you're in the 607 or passing through the 607 and you want to find out about events at the shop, make sure you like their page on Facebook, Dragon Master Games. Rexter Rods Auto Detailing, located at 2004 North Street in Endicott, New York. To call for an appointment, call 607-644-3389. When you're ready to put the pride back in your ride, don't forget to tell them three fenders sent you. And last but certainly not least, our good friends over at Sci-Fi Horror Fest going down August 25th and 26th of 2023. I know it's a ways away, but guess what? Black Friday kicks off the holiday sale. You can get on sale single day tickets and weekend passes. You're not going to want to miss that up. Also, there will be a huge celebrity announcement on Black Friday as well. For all of that information, make sure you're following on Facebook, Sci-Fi Horror Fest, and of course, go to the website, Sci-Fi horrorfest.com and all of that stuff is linked at 3fnpodcast.com well came came up past the warning track this time <laughs> it was a little harder uh, obviously with uh, the news but we got to snap into it like i said we got to snap into it like a slim jim we're gonna kick it off just like last week we're trying something new out here we're not going to be doing the nerd news we're going to kick off the show with uh diesel's movie triple stuff then we are going to go right on over to the 3fn movie club the spoiler free portion will be in the first half of the show we'll take a break and the second half of the show we'll give a warning again and it will be the spoiler full review the game and our nerd score plus the scores for the menu which is the 3fn movie club review of the week gentlemen are you ready to dive right into the show absolutely well let's get right on in there. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all 
in the box office uh coming in at number five the rom-com ticket to paradise with 3.2 million dollars diesel's favorite horror movie of the year coming in at number four black adam with another 4.5 million dollars still there baby and here's a shocker a movie called homecoming pulling 8.2 million dollars yeah interesting this is the jesus movie Really? Yep. Oh, yeah, that's right. So, Black, Black Adam lost to Jesus. <laughs> well, hey, The Rock had to lose to somebody, right? Might as well put Jesus over. Uh, number two this week, The Menu with $9 million. Uh, not surprised that it was a decent box office. Wish it would have had more. We'll talk about that for the 3FM Movie Club review. And then staying in the top spot with another $67.3 million domestically, Black Panther Wakanda Forever. By the way, for everybody remembering, I said that it was going to have a 30% drop-off. Ron said it was going to be a 40% drop-off. Diesel said it was going to be a 50% drop-off. Uh, Diesel was the closest. It was a 63% drop-off, but still not not too shabby. Also, it's made over $900 million worldwide. Yeah. I think they're doing okay, so the sky is not falling. It's just the pandemic box office like we've talked about before. Every movie has gone through yeah. it. The only movie that kind of was i want to say immune to it because it still dropped but it stayed around for so long was uh top gun yeah. maverick yeah and if this movie debuted this week like any movie debuted this week at 67.3 million dollars it's a rousing success still this is higher than it's seven times higher than a movie that debuted this week that we saw right and i, I also want to point out that i i'm expecting much like ron said uh during patreon i'm expecting this movie to uh, do a good box office this week because there is nothing really new coming out in the theaters that's going to dethrone it from number one. Uh, right. The only thing that possibly could would have been Glass Onion. And uh, as we talked about before, it is not coming to every... Even though they keep showing fucking trailers, it says in theaters for one week only, it's only in certain markets. And our market is not one of them because I've been keeping my eye on that. But uh, so Glass Onion uh, is going to be watched on Netflix by us because that's next week's 3FN Movie Club review. If it is in your market to see in the theater, tell me about it and uh, hopefully you get to check it out there i would have loved to see it in the theater but unfortunately it's not in every market so with that not being in every market so it's only going to be on x amount of screens there's no way it's going to overtake yeah. uh black panther wakanda forever yeah well speaking of upcoming movies this week we actually do have four big movies coming out but again i don't think anything's dethroning uh black panther this week uh the fablemans the new steven spielberg movie yeah i, I just don't see that nope. dethroning black panther bones and all that's an interesting one. I know Timothy Chalamet is, yeah. is big in there. I'm intrigued in seeing it. I'm probably going to go see it. I might even uh, call up Ron this weekend if uh, when I come back in town to see it because I'm going to be out of town for a day. But uh, maybe we'll go see it. But I, I was so on the fence with it to review it. If, if we do see it, maybe we'll give a bonus review either to Patreon or everybody as a whole. But I just I don't know. No, it's, it's, I'm on the fence about it, but I, I want to see it. No, I'm intrigued too, but it's, it's, it is a weird one. Also coming out this week, Strange World, the animated movie. That's, that looks cool. And Devotion, the war movie with Jonathan Majors. That looks super good. Unfortunately, that's also not opening on, on, on like completely wide. I know it's got very limited show times in our area, personally. So that kind of that sucks. I wish it was more, but I definitely am interested in seeing it. I think if you add up all four of these box office results, it might beat Black Panther. All four of them together? All four of them together. I think you're right. Yeah. So I'm expecting Black Panther to probably make another $67 million this yeah. week. Not, But there's not going to beat it by much. Uh, and coming out the following week, we have a few movies, Safe Neighborhood, Marlowe, Savage Salvation, 
And then, movie we're all going to go see, Violent Night. That's right. That will be the 3FN Movie Club review in two weeks. Is Violent Night it's, uh, starring uh, David Harbour. And it'll, Beverly D'Angelo. And of course, it'll be the second movie we've seen in as many weeks that has John Leguizamo <laughs> in it. <laughs> Doing John Leguizamo things. <laughs> exactly. Well, uh, that's going to do it for the upcoming films in the box office of Diesel. That means there's only could be one thing left. What is this week's top three? All right. Most people are doing, what are you thankful for? Fuck that pandering bullshit. We're fat guys. What are you looking forward to this week? Yeah, we're thankful for food. That's why we're fat. Also, it fits in, ties in real well with the movie we went to see because it was the menu. It was it was food at the end of the day, right? So uh, what am I looking forward to? So I'm going to start with a classic holiday staple that I make actually very well, and that, of course, is candy yams. I do it in a, in a little bit of a different take. Uh, it's very, very tasty. I do them mashed up. I put some vanilla in them. I got some brown sugar in there, and then I put some uh, brown sugar... Uh, roasted, you know, candied pecans on top. I do all that by hand, by the way, which is fucking crazy. It takes me forever. But that's my number three slot. My number two slot, of course, is one of my favorite things at any Thanksgiving dinner, and that's the stuffing. I'm a big stuffing guy. Big, huge. Not to derail the conversation, but just a quick thing. Thanksgiving stuffing. Traditional, or are you fine with people like doing like the oyster stuffing or the sausage stuffing? I am fine with them testing, t- t- trying out different things because I'm a fat guy after all, but I'm big on traditional. And I'll, I'm even going to take it a step further. If you serve me stovetop, I'm fine with that too. Oh. I prefer I prefer a nice homemade one, but if you serve me stovetop, I'm fine. I eat stovetop year-round. Yeah, no, no complaints with the stovetop. Dude, I've, I've <laughs> ate stove. My wife thought it was crazy. I ate stove, a box of stovetop. I didn't eat the whole box, thankfully, but I ate <laughs> stovetop for dinner one day when she was like, what are you going to make? And it was just me and her. The kid wasn't home. I just made stovetop and ate that as dinner. And she was like, are you fucking kidding me? I'm like, Stovetop's delicious. Don't just shit on stovetop. But I, I, I would try to think. I also like cornbread. Ooh. The cornbread one, that's pretty good, too. Pretty good. My number one spot, and it's, and it's specifically, I have an aunt who makes the best macaroni and cheese on the planet, and one of the times that we get that is Thanksgiving, so I'm thankful for that. Ron, what do you got? Uh, number three, since I've already made Thanksgiving dinner. Uh, my mac and cheese. I actually enjoy my mac and cheese nice. immensely. There you go. Um, it actually came out really well this time. So, um, you know, I'm still my dad, you know, used to do it all the time. So now I've been taking his recipes and tweaking yeah. it a little bit and actually came out really good. I, my number two is also any kind of stuffing. I, I, I'm the same way. I'll eat it all year round. And then, All the stuffing all the time. Yeah. I've had it all. Uh, number one, gotta go with the assorted cheesecake I'm picking up at Pinkies. <laughs> picking <laughs> it up go. on a Wednesday, baby. There you go. <laughs> Diesel. All right. Number three is actually not going to be food. It's the fact that I actually get a full day off from both <laughs> jobs. <laughs> Fuck yes. Yeah, that's nice. I got 27 days off. Fuck you. <laughs> Fuck you. Uh, number two, we are also trifecta stuffing, but I'm taking the opposite approach. You put fucking orange slices, you put oyster in it, any other day of the year, I'm fine with it. Not on Thanksgiving. My traditional stuff. I prefer traditional stuff. Yeah, However, I, I will try others, but I, I better have some traditional stuff as well. Also, I thought we were going to go with this. You know what else I don't like? And I understand a lot of people do it. I don't like it when people put it inside the fucking bird either. No, don't do that. Just I, It needs to have a quicker vehicle to get into my stomach, so make it already in the fucking... The, the, the dish. I am fine if you stuff the bird, but there is also another tray of it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 See, it's, not, it's not because I don't like it because it's in the bird. I just like it to have a... I like to have a dish or tray of it yeah. at my disposal immediately. <laughs> I don't want to wait for everybody to cut the fucking turkey and get to it. No, 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 no. Give me the fucking stuffing. 
And the reason I love the tray is my number one spot. And I just found out today in Pennsylvania, they call this the Bob. The day after sandwich. Ah, okay. Turkey, a little bit of stuffing, cranberry sauce if you are so inclined. I personally do not. Mayonnaise, pepper, and uh, salt. That's it. The the leftover turkey sandwich. Knowing the people that we know from the great state of Pennsylvania, (laughs) it is no surprise to me that they would name it after the only other thing that I know of this Bob is a particular shot in a certain kind of film. (laughs) <laughs> of the adult nature. Yes. So, it's no surprising to me at all. Uh, these are the same people who hunt squirrel and whose favorite topping on pizza is cream corn. I'm just throwing it out there. Well, <laughs> to be fair, if you take the turkey innards that you usually get with the turkey, it kind of looks like the bob shot when you're pulling it out. Oh, <laughs> very, very. So so good, so tasty. So good, so tasty. All right. I just joke. I, I kid. I love my my fellow folks from Pennsylvania. I just think you have some weird cuisine options. Do. <laughs> weird cuisine options. And I know I'm going to get shit, but I do not like Scrapple. And I know Diesel is not a fan either. He said the taste is fine, right? Well, the taste is fine, but the texture... Of meat should not be that of polenta. Yeah, I get you. Yeah, so. It's disgusting. I'm just saying, I'm not a fan. All right. <laughs> give me some fucking, give me some real bacon. I'm a bacon guy. Bacon. Sausage, preferably. I, I, sausage, links or patties, gentlemen. Uh, I know dep- I'm putting you on the spot. Depends. If I, if Diesel? I, I am, I will take, I think, what is the, the, the unpopular take? I actually prefer the patties. I don't think I'm in the majority, though. I love the patties. I love sausage links, too, but the patties. Diners, I'm, uh, I'm all about the links. Anywhere else, I'm patties. And you're talking about the fat links yes. of the diners. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. what I'm talking yeah. about, yes. too. Yes. Yeah, if, if you're talking about, like, at home in the Jimmy Dean no. patty all day. No. However, if I'm at the diner and you get those fat links, oh, no, I'm yeah, in. No. I'm fucking in. See, I'm the complete opposite. At the diner, I want patties. At home... I'm fine with just a packet of the brown and serve links. Oh, I'll eat the brown and serve. Don't get me <laughs> yeah. fucking wrong. I didn't get this weight because I wasn't eating brown and serve, brother. I'm just, I used to eat a package of brown and serve for breakfast. I'm not even joking. Uh, and you wonder why I'm worried about my weight sometimes. Oh, yeah, Friday, uh, Rody Josh called me up. He's like, yep, uh, the girls are playing hooky today, so we're we're going to Chris's diner. We're picking you up. I'm like, all right, let's go. Went and ordered, you know, the two for two for two. Yeah. You know, got it all. And, you know, of course, it's Chris's Diner here in 607 area. And if you know what it is, it's never just two, two, and two. Like, the pancakes are the size of your head. There's usually three eggs on top of that. It's usually, if you get bacon, it's usually like five or, you know, it's like six slices of bacon instead of like four or five. Yeah. If you get sausage, it's usually like, and you wonder, and it's like two full plates, and you're just like, listen, ah. I'm not complaining. Yeah. Oh, no. I'm not complaining. But for uh, all of our uh, listeners internationally that don't know the joys of Thanksgiving, just do your own Thanksgiving. Like, I'm being serious. Like, you don't have to celebrate like how we do, but you know what? It, it, Eat like an American and eat like trash for one day. It's, it's great. Uh, and if you don't like turkey, that's okay, because I don't like turkey either. The only good part about it is the next day sandwich. Turkey yeah, see, is disgusting. I'm not a big turkey guy. I prefer ham. But I will eat, I eat, I eat turkey once a year, and that's on Thanksgiving. Well, that is going to do it for this week's Diesel's Movie Triple Stuff. Let's move right on along, because we got to get into some spoiler-free sections. But, you know, before we can even do that, you got to be warned, because... Enjoy the show. 
That is right, it's now time for this week's 3FN Movie Club Review. And this week we went and saw the brand new film, The Menu. And we are going to talk all about it as a friendly reminder. I kind of said it earlier, but in this first half of the show, we will only be doing the spoiler-free portion. That includes the synopsis of the film, uh, the stats for the film, and then, of course, our spoiler-free recommendation. Whether thumbs up, thumbs in the middle, or thumbs down, then we will take our break. When we come back from the break, we will remind you again and play the spoiler alert before we give our spoiler full review with the game and the nerd score and my critic score to end out the show. With that being said, gentlemen, are you ready to dive into this week's 3FN Movie Club review of The Menu? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, The Menu, uh, I just want to start off here in the spoiler-free section by saying that I don't think any of us expected what the movie was. Yeah, no, that's true. And I just so right up front, no spoilers involved. Whatever your pre, pre, uh, preconceived notions of this movie were going in from the trailers, you are going to be surprised, maybe pleasantly, maybe not, depending upon what you like about it. But here is a spoiler-free synopsis from IMDb. A young couple travels to a remote island to eat at an exclusive restaurant where the chef has prepared a lavish menu with some shocking surprises. That's a very good spoiler-free uh, review. Uh, without spoiling anything, I disagree, but we'll do after that after the break. <laughs> well, yes, obviously. But, I mean, I'm saying for the spoil part of it, very good. Because this movie, before I even jump into this, if you, uh, you know, we like to put a classification. This movie is a mystery, but not in the traditional sense. It's a thriller, and it's a dark comedy. Yes. And that's yeah. how I, I would say mystery, thriller, dark comedy, but it's not in the traditional sense. So for those of you who have seen it, or for those of you who don't care, when we get the spoiler half in the second half of the show, you're going to hear exactly why, but that's my little tease for anybody who hasn't seen it yet. Uh, let's dive right on in, shall we? The Menu came out on just November 18th of 2022 with a runtime of 106 minutes. Uh, the movie was directed by Mark Malloyd. Uh, by the way, his TV credits are very impressive. Shameless, Entourage, Game of Thrones, and Succession. His movie credits are actually pretty decent, too. His first ever major motion picture, Ali G in the House, okay. directing. Yep. And, of course, The Big White, which is actually a really good artsy film. Uh, I'm sure Diesel is familiar. Next up, Screenplay. This movie was written by two people, and both of them have something in common, or actually a couple things in common. They both work for The Onion, and they both work on Late Night TV. That's right. So the first writer, Seth Reese from The Onion, and also he's the writer for Late Night with Seth Meyers. Okay. His counterpart, Will Tracy, also from The Onion, and he's on Last Week Tonight with John Oliver, and probably how he got the job here because the director, Mark Malloyd, directs Succession. He's also the writer for Succession. Okay. So, little little tie-in for everybody. And I love these kind of movies where you get a little tie-in. Cinematography is done by a legendary cinematographer, and I use that word specifically because he is legendary. His name is Peter Deming. If you're not familiar with him, because a lot of times the cinematographer or director of photography, whichever you choose to ch call it, does not get the shine they're supposed to get, let me tell you about just some of them. I'm not going to tell you about all 68 movies that he has uh, been a part of. His first major motion picture... Evil Dead 2. Okay. He followed that with Hollywood Shuffle. The Purple People Eater. That's right. Remember that one? Yep. yep. House Party. Nice. The original, the OG one. Drop Dead Fred. Yep. My Cousin Vinny. One of our favorite Thanksgiving films of all time, Son-in-Law. Oh, this man is a legend. 
the original Austin Powers movie and Austin Powers Gold member. All right. He was the DP on Screams 2 through 4. Okay. From Hell, which is a great movie, one of my favorite Johnny Depp movies of all time. Here's where it comes into uh, dark comedies. And I know Ron's going to love this. The Cabin in the Woods. He was the DP on that. Uh, okay. And most recently, he's done a couple smaller things, but most recently in the major realm, and I, got, I don't know if you hold this against him or not, The New Mutants. Okay. So, I, uh, I didn't mind New Mutants, actually. I'm just going to tell you, Peter Deming, fucking yeah. legend. <laughs> legend, baby. Champion. Let's uh, jump into the stars of the movie. First up, we have Ralph Fiennes playing Chef Solwick. Uh, you might know Ralph Fiennes from such great movies as Schindler's List, Quiz Show, Strange Days, of course, he is in the Harry Potter movies as uh, the voice of Voldemort. He's also was in a movie that I know Diesel loves in Bruges. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was in Skyfall, Spectre, and No Time to Die as M. Oh, that's right. He was in the Grand Budapest Hotel, which I do believe he won an award for. And most recently, he was in The Kingsman. Oh, yeah. Uh, the yeah. last Kingsman movie. Yep. Next up, Anna Taylor-Joy played Margot. Uh, you might know her from The Witch, Split, Glass, the New Mutants, Last Night in Soho, which got a uh, uh, a certified nerd for me and Diesel. Also, she was in The Northman, which we also really loved. She was she's in Peaky, Peaky Blinders, which is huge on uh, the, the the TV show front. And last but not least, a movie that I haven't seen yet, but these two gentlemen gave it certified nerd Amsterdam. So she's she's fucking crushing it. She was so good at that yeah. too. <laughs> Next up is Nicholas Holt. He plays Tyler. Uh, he was in The Weatherman. Uh, and he also, you might best know him for his role as Hank slash Beast in the X-Men no. movies, the first class yeah. movie, uh, you know, Apocalypse, Days of Futures Past. Yeah. In that series of movies, he played Hank slash the Beast. And last but not least, he was in Mad Max Fury Road. Yep. Last last star that I'm going to give the full star treatment to as far as multiple movies is, of course, we mentioned him earlier, John Leguizamo, who's, by the way, role in this movie, movie star. Yes. <laughs> and we're going to talk about this more spoiler-free, but this is not a spoiler. Literally, he does not have a name in this movie. Yeah. It is just movie star. And there's an interesting thing that will be in the spoiler section, but that was his role in this movie. Of course, you might remember that his first major motion picture was Die Hard 2. Oh, wow. He was also in Super Mario Brothers, Carlito's Way. The better, the, the better one. Yeah. Two Wong Fu. Thanks for everything, <laughs> Julie Newmar. <laughs> The fan, yep. I think most people remember from being to bolt in Romeo and Juliet. Yeah, the pest. I had threw that on there for personal reasons. <laughs> Spawn, you've been violated. <sighs> and uh, Summer of Sam, Moulin Rouge, Land of the Dead. He's in the Ice Age films as the voice of Sid, yep. and of course, he was the voice in Encanto of a man that we do not talk about because remember, we do not talk about Bruno. And he was the voice of Bruno. Uh, but personally, one of my favorite movies of all time that I do definitely will be reviewing on a, a project we have not announced yet, but at one point we will be reviewing Empire. Uh, I don't know if you've ever seen Empire. It came out in the early 2000s. He plays a drug kingpin. Fucking phenomenal movie. Not to be confused with the TV show. No. Very good movie. Uh, also in this movie, and I'm just going to give them a kind of quick shouts. Uh, Elsa was played by Hong Choi. Uh, Jeanette McTeer played Lillian. Uh, Paul Adelson played Ted. Amy Carrera played Felicity. Reed by uh, Reed Bernie played Richard. Judith Light played Anne. Rebecca <laughs> Kuhn played Linda. Rob Yang played Bryce. Arturo Castro played uh, Soren. 
Mark St. Cry played Dave. Peter Gross played Somaye. And uh, Christina Brucata as Catherine. And then there was a few other people yeah. in the movie. But uh, just kind of giving quick shout-outs to all of them. Shout-out uh, Dale. <laughs> yeah, Dale is definitely the, the man. The man. Well, this movie had a budget of $30 million. You heard Diesel say that it made $9 million domestically. Would you gentlemen like to guess what it made worldwide total so far in the box office? Uh, probably started off slow. It's definitely going to hit its $30 billion, though, and it's... Uh run i'm just gonna say 14 million ronald 18 uh, diesel was closer 15.2 million dollars was this movie so now that we've gotten all of that out of the way it is now time to give our spoiler free recommendation gentlemen it is thumbs up thumbs in the middle or thumbs down and a spoiler free reason why let's start with ron what is your recommendation for the menu this is a thumbs up for me. This is one of those, like we said, it is like a dark comedy, thriller, mystery combination that's actually done very well. It's not, like you said, something we weren't expecting. And then when we got through it, we were like, this was like, we enjoyed every minute of it. There, It did leave some questions at the end, but you know, what, what's not going to be, you know, it's not all going to be answered, but it's not a huge loss in the movie no. afterwards. But I enjoyed it. I, I give it a thumbs up. I, you know, I, if you're looking for something different, this is or original. This is something you need to see. Diesel. I personally give it a thumbs up. If you want a, a film that showcases some amazing acting, this is a movie for you. If you're looking for a super cohesive plot, it's not the greatest. So, like, I've seen a lot of people bitching, and I've seen a lot of people clamoring. I can see everybody's points on this. I personally enjoyed the movie. I enjoyed the journey that the movie took me on. I had a great time, so I recommend this. Uh, I'm also with you. I give it a thumbs up as well to make it a clean sweep across the board. I do understand people's gripes with it. Yeah. I will, we'll address that more when we're doing the spoiler full one because I think it's easier there. Uh, I am going to read uh, my spoiler-free uh, review from... Uh, Letterboxd, if you would like to. 3FN Pod on Letterboxd. I'm, every movie we do, I put a score up and a thing. I'm not going to give you our score right now because my score will be at the end of the show. But uh, this is what I said on there, and I, I agree with it now. This movie is absurd, crazy, and fun, all in the best of ways. It's an original take on a familiar dark comedy subgenre with a unique style of editing and graphics for what this is. It really feels original. This movie also drops a great message in some real dramatic moments. I highly recommend the menu for fans of dark comedies, mysteries, thrillers, and especially service workers and artists so that is uh, some there so 3fn pod on letterbox check it out follow me on there i'll give you a file back i, I love uh, this new thing i just jumped into it not that long ago so i'm getting caught up but it's a good way to go that's going to bring us to the end of the first half of the show and the spoiler free portion when we come back from this break it'll be the second half of the 3fn movie club review where we will dive into the spoiler full review of the menu after this break Hey, this is Ken M. Padawan J. Coach Duffy. From the Ocho Duro Parlay Hour Podcast, and you're listening to the Three Fat Nerds Podcast. You're falling apart, and you know it. You try and try to hide it, but you show it. I need you to know, I felt it too. And I'm still trying to figure it out, just like you. Just like you. Just like you. Who are you? Marga. 
My name is Margot. I've served many Margots. You're not a Margot. No. What the fuck does it matter? It matters because this menu, this guest list, this entire evening has been painstakingly planned. And you were not a part of that plan. And it's spoiling everything. In order to proceed, I have to know where to seat you. With us or with them. It's really, it's very important. And then you'll let me live? That you live? No. Of course not. Can't you see that? And that would ruin the menu. There you go. That is a clip from the menu. And that means it's spoiler time. If you guys have not foreseen the warning already, we're here. It's spoiler time. We gave you fair warning in the beginning, but we're going to now break this movie down. So you've been warned. And let's dive right in because I cannot wait to talk about this movie. It's one of those movies that's an easily talked about reviewed movie. Am I not right, Diesel? Yeah. So let's just kind of give you a run through. I'm going to give like kind of like the run through. We're going to stop, of course, and talk about favorite parts. We're also going to kind of jump around. And the reason why is because this movie, when I said earlier that it was a mystery movie, the mystery of this movie is not the normal mystery. The normal mystery in a mystery movie is who is the killer? Why are they killing? Uh, the why is revealed over time. So that's part of the mystery. But the biggest mystery is who are all these people and why are they fucking there? Mm-hmm. And they roll it out in a, and I, what I thought was great. Now, I understand one of the big uh, d- people who detract from this movie, one of their big things is that nobody uh, is gets developed enough with the exception of uh, Anna Taylor-Joy's character, Margot. She's the only person that really gets pointed out. And my argument is she's the only person that's important in this film. Yes, true. Everybody else just serves the role that they're put in. So I, I, as, as I understand, and once again, if that was your criticism, I'm not shitting on it. That's a fine criticism, especially if you like character-driven movies. In this case, it is still a character-driven movie, but the character, like the personal character isn't as important. Hence why John Leguizamo plays the movie actor. And up front, I'm going to tell you this, and before we jump in, I'm not going to tell you the secret of him later, but they do it in such a way where at not at any time does he mention his name. They always go, like, when they, like there's a guy that comes in at one point, like, aren't you the, from that thing, that movie? And he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah man. Yeah. Or, oh, you you know who I am, right, yeah. guys? And they're like, yeah. yeah. Like, so they always play and this off. Like, he's known because he's a famous, world-famous actor. Yeah. So he's and known. It's like The Rock is in the building. Yeah, there's one part where he was going to, like, give his autograph. But you, when you read the note, it's not an autograph. Right, right. So, we'll so, get, yeah, yeah, we'll dive into that later. But yeah. I'm just saying, like, there's not a time that they give his name, but his name isn't important. Right. The fact that he is a movie actor is what is going to be important through the movie. They do give Felicity, his his uh, assistant, a name, but it's important what she's doing as well. And you go on. So when you get first introduced to this movie, you get, you, you have guys that have names, but they're all basically fillers in the thing. So you we, when we get there, we meet three guys who are the financial broker type. Yeah. You know, the assholes who are successful with money, treat everybody like shit, think that they're better than everybody. That kind of vibe. That's what's important here. It's less important for their names. They're all great actors, by the way. Yeah. I thought they did amazing. But once again, it's less important about what their names are in the movie than it is for what they're doing yeah. in the movie. What they represent. Right. So that would be Rob Yang as Bryce, Arturo Castro as Soren, and Mark St. Cry as Dave. Great casting. All three of these guys fucking kill it. They're yeah. great. But their their role in the movie is to be those guys. The When they come on the boat, the movie actor comes next, which is John Leguizamo and Felicity, his, his assistant. And he makes a joke at them about the sea. And so, and doesn't say his name, but they know who he is. Like, they're like, oh, he's that, you know, yeah. da-da-da-da. So, 
you get that point. So he's filling that role and hers filling that role. Then you have the older couple there, which would be uh, Richard and Anne. And the older couple, they've been to the island 11 times from what we find out later. And they're just kind of your normal, like affluent couple. At one point, Juncture, he says that he wants to leave and he's going to fly. He's, uh, how are you going to leave? I'm, I'll order a helicopter. So if you can order a helicopter to pick yeah. you up somewhere, you're obviously doing well for yourself. Uh, and then we get to meet the food critic and her, I don't know if it was an agent or editor. Or, I think it was the editor because he did make the statement of... Uh, uh, it's on the it's on the paper or it's on the magazine. Yeah, I know. Yeah, so I think it was like an editor. Yeah, yeah. just just a yes man. And that these characters, the critic is always using these really weird words, and he's the one that has to like dumb it down for the audience. Yeah, it's 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 kind of really strange. But you have those two together, and then last but certainly not least, we have uh, the two the young couple. And that would be Tyler and Margot. And he's explained to her that this is like a $12,000 like meal, uh, you know, or tw- yeah, 12500 yeah. a plate. And that's why there's not that many people on the boat. And she's like, why would you pay that much for food? And he's like, this is the best food ever. And he's all excited. He's a foodie. That's all we really know yeah. about him. And obviously that he could afford to, to pay, you know, $25,000 to have a meal. And uh, originally... He was supposed to bring somebody else, but it appears that he broke up with that person and is now dating Margot. Uh, so that's what we get when we first start the movie. So they're a couple. They're a new couple in the honeymoon phase, if you will. Not married, but, you know, yeah. that early on relationship, yeah, right, the, Diesel? The early on relationship that you're just like, oh, shit, is this already going to get derailed because of this awkward moment where, the, you know, you're not so-and-so. So, yeah, when they're checking in, that's when you find out that he was supposed to be coming with somebody else. But instead, he's with Margo. So we, we go, okay, new relationship, new love, big date. That's an expensive first date, $25,000 for a first date. But, you know, hey, whatever, you know, hopefully, hopefully it was worth it. <laughs> but uh, obviously, not everything is what it seems from the jump. So when they get to the island, uh, the older, uh, when they come on the boat, we get this little tease that Richard is weirded out by... Margot, and they tease for a while in this movie that it might be their daughter daughter claire yes and it's gonna come full like we're gonna skip ahead here because of that like there's a part where when they get seated in the restaurant richard moves his chair so he doesn't have to look at her and then finally when the wife notices because the wife hasn't seen her when the wife goes hey is that our claire that looks and she's like no no it's not her so you're still kind of like, well, you, it, you kind of think it's their daughter. Yeah, there's something going on where those two obviously know each other, and you're not sure why. Because he is not happy that she is there. You know, turns away from the beautiful view, so he's not forced to look at her. And she's acting weird as well. Like, yeah, I don't know them, but, like, obviously there's something there. Yeah. So now let's 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 go back to back in time again. So they get to the island. The elder, the older couple. I shouldn't say elder because they're not really elder, but they're just older. The older couple goes to the restaurant. Does not take the tour of the island. Yep. They give a tour of the island. This is where you first kind of things get a sense of things being weird because when they get to the uh, sous chefs uh, and the servers' housing, it is literally like a fucking barracks. Yeah. And basically, she gives them a line like, we live together. We do everything. We, we mesh yeah. in together. This and, is what we do. And it's everything. It's got two toilets, two sinks, then two showers in one room. Yeah, and, like, and about fucking 15 beds or whatever. Yeah. So it's real. You get that cult feel. Yep. Get that cult feel right away. So you're kind of like, okay, what's going on? 
So then we get into the restaurant, gorgeous restaurant, private island. There's a reason why it's so expensive. And then we finally, for the first time, get to see Ralph Fiennes as uh, chef. And the chef, you know, he doesn't say anything at first. He's just coming in and checking on his sous chefs, getting ready for the first course. This is going to be a big eight-course meal. And finally, he comes out. And, of course, every time he enters the, the restaurant portion, you hear the... Yes, and chef. And everybody says, yes, chef. And every fucking guest jumps because you'd be scared shitless, too, if somebody's just making clap hands. So he comes out and he introduces them and tells them how they shouldn't just eat food. They shouldn't just consume. They should taste it. They should love it. You know, it's 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 you know it's from the earth, and that's what sets up the first thing. And this is where I, in my spoiler-free review, I said interesting graphics. For every meal that they show, they show a graphic. Yeah. Yes. They show a picture of it and what's in it, and it gets funnier as it goes yes. on. But the original one is just a normal a what's in bouche. it. Yeah, yeah. It's just it's just just normally what's in it it does get funny later we'll talk about that but as as they go and they eat this it's basically a lava rock with some local uh vegetation and uh, some scallop. Uh, scallop on that it they were that fishing. they were harvesting and yeah. fisting fishing for when they first get to the island and of course tyler who's a huge foodie and is in love with chef you know blurts out stuff and kind of gets the ire of the chef yeah. and he's like oh do you think he likes me like so one of the funny parts that i think that uh, the other thing about this movie that i want to say and i i, I get your opinion on because we're going to talk about a lot a lot of the dark humor in this movie the lot of the hum is more i don't want to say highbrow but it's more if you have a sick sense of humor if you like uncomfortable comedy, you are going to get the jokes. And in our theater, the three of us are that's our that's our jam. We were <laughs> laughing and other people were not because they were like, Why what's funny? It, it's funny. Tyler, the whole movie is funny. We're gonna go back to that. Yeah. Uh, a lot of these other guys, and it's all delivered straight face. Yes. It's not delivered for a laugh. How did you think about the humor delivered that way? I loved how it was all how how it was delivered. It was played so straight, but there are just these moments where it's just painfully uncomfortable that it's comedic gold. Like we were busting out, and I think we were the only people laughing in the theater. Yeah, but and it was not like, like oh look at this horseshit movie. We were earnestly laughing, like holy shit, this is fucking funny. But you got the joke, and once again, it's not to say anybody who didn't get the joke was dumb because that's not the case. At the end of the day, everybody has different sense of humor. If you don't have a dark and uncomfortable sense of humor, you probably were missing over this because you were stuck in the moments of how uncomfortable the scene was yeah. or the atmosphere instead of like, oh, this is absurd and fucking hilarious. Yeah. And you have to love the absurd. How do you feel about the comedy, Ron? Yeah, it was solid like all the way through. Like, I mean, there was a couple parts I think I even laughed at before you guys did because I was... I kind of saw where it was going. Yeah. And as soon as it hit, you're just like, yep, there it is. That's great. And I enjoyed it immensely. So we get past the uh, the rock portion. I can't remember the menu. Sorry, we watched it a few days ago, what it was called. But we get for the first part. So then we get to the second part. The second course of the meal is usually where you serve bread. And Chef comes out. And this is one of the places where you start to get the message of the movie. But also it's kind of interesting overall. Chef comes out and says, you know, bread. It's the sustenance of life. Cultures, it's the oldest, uh, you know, form of food on the world. It's the most basic. It's, it's at the end of the day, it's grain and water mixed together. It is how poor people and servers have lived forever. Well, the rich just take it for granted. So since you are in that, since all of you are affluent and not in the uh, poor people's realm, we're going to give you no bread. You get no bread, but you get the, what you would put on your dip, yeah. your bread or, you know, spread on your bed. And they give it to them. And, of course, everybody's like, oh. And first thing, we get the reaction from Margo. Like, you you know, Tyler's like, oh, this is so good. Uh, I don't know how the consistency. And he's, like, tasting it. 
And she goes, you know he's making fun of you, yeah. right? You know that he's insulting you. That's what he just did. Yeah. He made fun of the fact that you were rich. Like, I don't understand why you're not getting that. And then it goes over to the food critic. And the food critic is making her comments. Oh, you know, this is like, oh, this is separated. Yeah, it was a broken emulsion. Yes, yeah. broken emulsion. So because she said that, and of course he's paying attention, all of a sudden we get our, our favorite uh, Elsa, our favorite uh, server, if you will. She comes over and goes, this is courtesy of the chef. More broken emulsion. <laughs> what? Yeah. Fucking crazy. And then we get over to the table of the brokers. And they call over Elsa, and Elsa's like, can I help you? And they're like, can we give some bread? We'll pay extra. You know, we'll make it worth your while. And she's like, no. No bread. No, no bread. And sh- they go, you know who we are, right? You know who we know. Like, you know who we work for, right? And she's like, yeah, I know that you work for Mr. I think it was Vargo or Vargas. or Vargas. And I know you met, and we're very happy that uh, he's a partner here. But, you know, yeah, yeah. And she goes, he goes, well, then give us some bread. And he goes, no. And she leans over. I can't remember her exact quote, but it's so good. She leans over because the one guy's napkin's on the floor, and she puts it on his lap. And she goes, "You've you get you you have more than what you deserve, so you show you shan't be, you you won't be getting any more." Yeah, or something to that yeah. extent. In his ear, and he's just like, "What the fuck?" The fuck? <laughs> so now we've had two meal, you know, things come out. So two now, now we get to the third course, and it's like. I want to say a gelatin kind of thing. The only thing that's remarkable about this is this is the first time that the chef has an interaction with Margot. Chef comes out of the kitchen, goes over to her and goes, you haven't ate anything. And as an artist of food, that's a, that offends me. Like She's like, well, man, I'm saving for later. I, this isn't really food. And he's like, what do you mean? It's, it's perfectly good food. It's the best food in the world. That's what I do. And she's like, yeah, well, I'm just saving my appetite for. I don't want to. I don't want to ruin it for when the real food comes. Yeah, you must eat. And then what? She back, back hands him with the. You told us not to eat. Yes. <laughs> and then he eventually kind of says to her before leaving. Uh, it was funny because I, I thought it was hilarious because he's like, "Well, you know," you, she's like, "I don't want to get full," and he goes, "Well, you won't get full. I planned it out perfectly." So <laughs> now we've had all of this happen. And we get the next course. The next course is his famous carnit. It's kind of like carnitas. Yeah. I don't know what the fuck to call it, but it's like carnitas with uh, taco fia, fia, fajita kind of toppings. And they go, well, you know, this is a, a classic take on something that was, you know, he points to the critic. This is what you raved about and what got me to be my braised brief and blah, 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 blah. And he goes, but we have to more go modern. So we have this printer that prints food. <laughs> Puts yeah. things on your tortilla, so I hope you enjoy. And so as they start going, you go to each table, and you go to Tyler and uh, Margo. Margo's table, and it's pictures of them from the dock. And it's uh, pictures of him taking pictures of the food, which they oh, were yeah. explicitly told not to do. Yeah. So he's getting anxious, and he, he kind of, that's the first time he gets real mean to her. Yeah. Like, what do you mean? He already talked to you. He's not paying attention to me. Oh, man, I knew I should have done. And he pissed her off, and so she basically storms off to go to the bathroom. Uh, we get more of that in a second. So as she's going to the bathroom to smoke a cigarette, by the way, yeah. we go around the room and we hit the we get to the food critic and she's like, oh, what's this? And it seems to be articles on restaurants that she wrote about that because of her articles, she put the, the restaurant went out of business. Yeah. And then it goes over to the married couple, the elder couple. And at first it's pictures of them at the restaurant. But then it goes to a picture of him with another girl at the restaurant. Yeah. And she's like, what's this? So it's in towards infidelity. Then we go over to the movie actor and his uh, assistant, and it's a movie that he was in. He was like, oh, 
this movie wasn't even good. I only did this for a paycheck. But, you know, you know, hey, it was fun. Paging Dr. Sunshine. Yes, which is going to be important later. Well, which is a throw to uh, Super Mario Brothers. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then lastly, we get to the table of the brokers. And on their tortillas, it is spreadsheets of the money they are laundering through the company for Mr. Vargas. Yes. It's all the all the evidence that they sh- that the restaurant should never know about, and but they do. And how the fuck do you know this? So they start getting a little heated and sweating about it and saying things. And she's basically Elsa. But by the way, deadpan. I love her deadpan. Just being oh. like, "No, you're fine. You know, no, whatever. No, yeah. Well, I guess you guys should keep more track of your stuff. <laughs> like, just makes backhanded comments at them. In the meantime. Chef goes into the bathroom, unlocks the, the women's room. He goes to the bathroom to have another talk with Margo. And basically at this point, he's just like, you know, it offends me that you don't eat. And he goes back into the eating thing. And she kind of, they go back and forth about eating. And he's like, I don't know who you are. And that's a problem. And she basically tells him, get the fuck out of her way. And she returns to the table. Yeah. So she returns and is now, he goes, well, you can eat, you know, you better eat now. You got something good coming. So this is where we get the start of the fucked upness out of the kitchen. Uh, I do believe this calls it's called men's mess. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's what they call it. So out of the kitchen steps, one of the shoe chefs, but before he comes out, they lay down a canvas and they have like uh, different uh, things to, you know, like Herbs, you would decorate, you yeah, decorate yeah. a plate. Right. And there's some, there's, I think there's some orange slices and yeah. some lemon yeah. and stuff. And he comes out and he goes, and basically chef goes, this is so-and-so, and and he's a sous chef here. And he came here because he wanted to learn from me and he wanted to be, uh, you know, the best like me. As a matter of fact, he wants to take my place, don't you? And he goes, yes, chef. And he goes, but then he's worked for me and he understands everything. He understands all I go through. I got to ask you, do you, do you want, do you think you're going to be as good of a chef as I am? And he goes, no, chef. He goes, do you want my restaurant and my business? And he goes, no, chef. He goes, do you now, do you want to be me? And he's like, and I'm not talking about the money and the fame. I'm talking about just being me. And he goes, no, chef. And he goes, well, I love you. And he gives him this weird kiss. And then you see this plastic get pulled over the kitchen area. And without fucking warning, gun comes up in the mouth and blows his fucking brains out. Blows his own head off. And you're just like. What the fuck just happened? <laughs> now, mind you, they have served them some steak that's well, uh, that's like uh, very rare, uh, with some sauce and stuff. And everybody now is freaking out because you watched a guy kill himself yeah. in front of you. Except for the critic who and her crony, because there was like, this is a great performance. They're doing this all for me. <laughs> oh my god! And also Tyler's not freaking out because he's like digging in, like this is amazing. Well, you got to try this. He is. Like, I don't know what his character is supposed to embody, but he is hovering over the food, completely unaware that a suicide just happened in front of him. Yeah. And so someone, and so the, the critic is laughing. And she's like, it's just an act. And everybody in fucking Leguizamo was like, lady, I, I know acting. That ain't no fucking act. <laughs> and, and so, he, and, he, and of course, now Chef's like, oh, no, it's all part of the menu. It's all part of the show. It's all, what this is what you paid for. Yes. This is why you paid for. And... In the meantime, Tyler's so into the food that he's eating her plate as well. And this is where we get the scene that we came back from break from. This is where Chef calls her to the kitchen. Because yeah. uh, he first he gives a disappointed look to Tyler who takes the food from her. Yeah. And then he calls her to the kitchen. And that's where he has the talk that you heard where he says, I need to figure out who, if you're, you know, one of us or one of them. And then at this point she goes, does that mean I'm going to live? And he's like, 
no, <laughs> none of us are going to live. But that means at least you get to sit at the table you belong at. Yeah. And he's like, I'm going to give you some time. The next course is coming out. So it'll give you some time. I'm going to watch your answer, though. So the next course <laughs> is freedom. This is where he starts talking about Vargas and his business partner. And now we see Mr. Vargas on strings yeah. with wings on them and they lower him to a fucking pool and kill, drowned his ass. Yeah. <laughs> so you got the three people that work for him freaking out and you're just like, who the fuck is this guy? Why is he in angel wings? And why is he getting dropped into the water and just soaked? Like just down into the water. So they she, they start throwing chairs at the fucking windows yeah. to try to break it. And at this point, the chef goes, you can ask me questions. So those guys are like, what are you doing here? And he looks, and then he cuts this great fucking monologue. This is one of my favorite. Ralph Fiennes is fucking yeah, phenomenal, man. So good. And he's like, he looks at them and he goes, yeah, well, you know what? You guys think that you own everything and you're more powerful in the way you treat people. And he was like, and, and I've been in this and serving people, and this is just a you know, horrible way to do it. And he looks at the food critic, and he's like, he, he, you know, you gave me this career. That's what you like to brag about. But at the same time, I worked for it. But how many, how many people did you put out of business? How many families, how many people died because of you, because of their depression? You, you know, you're sick. You, all of you people are sick. And this is when uh, the elder Richard goes, we're leaving. And they stop him from leaving, and he goes, and that's when Elsa gives him the line of, hey, "How are you going to leave? There's no ferry boat here." And he goes, "I'll call a helicopter." Oh, your money's going to bail you out. And basically, chef comes over and goes, "How many? I need to ask you. You've been here eleven times. What was a dish that you had last time you were here? As a matter of fact, name any dish. Because before we give any dish here, we do a, I do a big presentation. Name any dish from any of the eleven times." That you've been here, Diesel. <laughs> it's so good. He's stumbling, mumbling, can't figure out anything. And his wife just like chimes in, Cod, yeah. Cod. So he says Cod. It was not Cod, you filth. It was <laughs> halibut. halibut. And it was from the, and the finest place to get it, you <laughs> filthy pig. Well, now you owe me something. They cut his fucking finger off. They asked left or right first. And I think the wife just yells out something, and they just grab his ring finger where his wedding ring is on, and just chop that motherfucker off. One swoop, right? Wedding finger hits the ground. The wedding ring hits the ground. One of my favorite parts is Elsa picks up the ring and gives it to the wife yep. and goes, "This belongs to your husband. You can wrap it up." <laughs> so at this point, juncture, shit's getting crazy. So we get the next. Well, before we get the next meal, we get uh, Margot in the office. He she gets called back to the back again. And he's not, he doesn't ask for the decision here, which is weird. He yeah. doesn't ask for it right away. But he does. He goes, she goes, well, what do you, you know, whatever. He's like, well, I know that you're not who you portray to be. He was like, I can tell that you're one of us. You, you act like one of yeah. us. You're, you're, you're not that rich, you're, you're in the service, horrible person. Yeah. You're in the service realm. You're a service worker like the rest of us. What kind of service do you do? And this is where we find out that she's not in a relationship with Tyler. Nope. No. She by, by the way, before she goes back, she smacks Tyler because oh, he's yeah. all about the food. Smacks yeah. the shit out of him. But he's she's paid to be there by him. She's a prostitute, a call girl, an escort, whatever you want to call it. And the deal with well, you go? the reason why she smacks him was he brings up that Tyler originally had somebody else planned. Why did he bring you? So and now everything's going to hell and it's like people are dying. Yeah, she fucking slaps the shit out of Tyler and it was like, great. Well, he brought me here to die. <laughs> right. So we find out he paid her. Yeah. She's an escort. Yeah. So they're not a couple. 
And then we find out the connection. I'm going to give Diesel the honors. <laughs> we find out the connection between Richard and Margo. Margo, whose real name I do believe is Aaron. I think she says, is that what she said later on? I think it was Aaron. Yeah. yeah she says it later, though. Yeah, I have something with that. And then not only did we find that out, but we also find out why she looks like Claire. Go ahead, Diesel. So um, the gentleman uh, paid the young girl, and this is why he was ashamed to look at her in front of his wife, to sit there and watch him masturbate and tell him, that's okay, Daddy, I love you. You're, you are always right. Fuck. And look into his eyes while he comes. Yeah. And also, don't. she paid him to to cut her hair and dress like his daughter. Yeah. Yep. Don't don't, don't break eye contact. Don't break eye contact at all. Um. Yeah. So that was a little weird. And you're, again, we start cracking up like, what the fuck? Fucking absurd, dude. <laughs> Fucking absurd. But good parts of the story. And then that's when you know Chef opens up to her a little more and goes, "See, we're all in. You know, it doesn't matter." We're all just treated the way we're treated. And you have to be tired of that, don't you? And she goes, yeah. And he goes, well, I'll be getting your decision later. And so go back to your table. Next next course about to start. I think you're going to like this one, is what he says. So when he comes out, he comes out with another sous chef. And you're like, oh, fuck, another suicide here. Goddamn. And when he comes out with this sous chef, though, it's a female sous chef. And she proceeds to get to tell a story about how chef came on to her. One night in a drunken, you know, whatever, he came on to her, and he wouldn't take no, and he kept doing it, and he kept doing it, and he went in and couldn't keep his hands to herself. So one day, you know, she just had enough of it, and finally she, had, she got treated like shit because she wouldn't take his advancements. So then they have everybody go outside, and he explains that, you know, he's sorry for that, and he shouldn't have done that, and there's a price to always pay. So he hands her, like, these little, like, sewing shears. Not even kitchen shears, shears, like sewing shears, like sewing scissors, small scissors. And he apologized to her, but then says he's ready to take his payment. She stabs him in the fucking thigh with him. By the way, earlier we found out that he stabbed his father in the thigh with with kitchen shears. So there was a little bit of whatever there. But and then she takes it, takes her hand, which is now covered in his blood, and just wipes it across his nice clean chef coat. This so, was men's folly, was the course. Yes. yes. So now he looks at everybody, and this is what you saw in the commercial, and he goes, All the men have 45 seconds to get a head start, and the one guy takes off. Just rough. <laughs> and my, my, my sous chefs are going to come capture you. So you have 45 seconds starting now. Everybody runs but Tyler. And he's standing there, and then also Chef goes, You too. And he's like, Then he fucks off. Yeah. So the girls all come back in with the female sous chef, and she has this kind of like mousse gelatin. Yeah. It's kind of an interesting dish that she serves to them, and they're all sitting at the table, a table together, talking, drinking wine, and drinking wine. And uh, basically, you know, how do you know my husband comes up from the the wife? To you know, and I'm sure she tells the story, but we don't get to hear it. And they kind of go over, and the food critics trying to be as manipulative as possible telling the girl oh I could write about this and you could be the next gigantic chef you could have your place like this yeah. just just help us out here and they all go and the and the girl goes well what are you talking about I'm the one that came up with everybody dying that was my <laughs> thing with a tear in her eye like not because she's upset because she thinks it's beautiful yeah. yeah that was my contribution to the menu and just deadpan serious and everyone's just realizing oh, shit we're fucked in it again Start pouring out the wine. Yep. <laughs> I, I love it. Well, the first the critic's like, well, it's not that good anyways. And then it's like, 
Well, more wine for everybody. <laughs> and they just like it like it was funny just because it's absurd, but it was it fits. And then of course they catch all the men, they don't kill them. And it's funny because the agent gets caught or the editor gets yeah. caught last and they offer him a dessert in the hen house. You were the last to get caught, so you get this. You get this. <laughs> and the funniest part though is that he takes it and he mm, that's fantastic. <laughs> He's hiding in a fucking chicken coop. Thinking that he's going to die because they don't say that we're just going to play, you know, hide and seek. We're, we're you got a forty-five second head start. That's it. So you're assuming we're surviving the game at this point. Oh, yeah. absolutely. So they bring them all back, and uh, this is where we get one of the funnier parts because John Leguizamo's character is like, "So why am I here? Like I didn't do any, you know, whatever, you know, whatever, whatever." And it's this is where <laughs> Diesel, you take the floor because I know you remember okay. what Chef says to him. Chef, chefs are very busy people. They very rarely get days off. So one Sunday he took a day off. It was the first one in a while, and he decided to go see a movie, <laughs> Paging Doctor Sunshine. <laughs> and it was a piece of sh- crap. <laughs> it was a it was a terrible movie. Terrible movie. I wasted my one day off that I hadn't had in a long time for your terrible movie that is why you are here and we started like that is one of the times we we laughed super loud because being movie reviewers you're like i've seen some terrible movies i know i understand that feeling i also understand the feeling as being a service and a worker of only having one day off and being excited to see a movie that ended up being trash yeah. yep so it, it was really like we thought it was hilarious i thought i thought it was funny too but then he does try to save his assistant yeah so going back you know earlier in the movie you have the conversation with the the movie star and his assistant, and she's telling him, no, I'm quitting. I'm actually quitting. I, I've got a new job lined up. Where I'm going to be a developer. I don't know what we're going to do, but develop something. And then she even admits at some point during the movie that she's been embezzling money from him, and he's like, yeah, I know. <laughs> so he does the right thing. He, John Leguizamo's movie star character was a real bro, and he's just like, she did nothing wrong. Let her go. And Chef goes, well, how did you get, you know, how did you get your degree, blah, 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 to get, you know, do what you do? I worked hard. I went to Brown University. Do you have any student uh, loans? No. Yeah, you're, you're not one of us. Yep. <laughs> you stay. Yep. <laughs> you're going to die. Yep. So basically, hey, your parents paid for this. Guess what? You get to fucking die like everybody else. So then we get to the decision, and this is where Margot decides, yes, she is with the chef and the kitchen staff because she's a service worker. And then chef goes to her, well, my assistant here did a terrible thing, and she did not get the uh, drum that I needed. That drum, remember earlier, you were at the smokehouse. The drum is in the smokehouse. Uh, and then the, Elsa was like, should I, I, I should, somebody should go with her. And he goes, no. You were incompetent and didn't get it the first time, so you can give her the key. She can go get it because she's one of us. She can earn her keep. So Margo fucks off to go to the goddamn smokehouse. Well, on the way to the smokehouse, she decides, well, she does go to the smokehouse, but then she sees his cabin. Yes. Which was noted earlier that nobody's allowed to go into. So she breaks into his cabin because she has the keys. And once in the cabin, she realizes this is fucking crazy thing because there is an identical kitchen setup. Dining room set up, yep. but only with a bed yep. in his, his cabin, and he's, he's crazy. But then there's this silver door, and there's one just like it in the kitchen that no, everybody's told not to go in. 
So she's about to go in, and this is where Elsa shows up. Like, I knew you weren't one of us. And we get a little battle scene, if you will. This is the action sequence, which you kind of feel bad. Elsa ends up getting killed by Margot. Yep. Pretty for a out of place action scene not bad and no. pretty like also winds up getting uh, stabbed in the throat which was a callback to earlier when he said he should have stabbed his father in the throat right and at that point she also goes but her dying words are he never asked me for the drum I didn't make a mistake yeah I never I never disobeyed him and dies you're like oh fuck this is called so she gets into the room and when she's in the room it's set up like his I'm assuming what his room would have set up like when he was either a child or a young uh, man with a wife and child who he no longer has. And she also sees pictures. And one of the pictures that he has in there that he's proud of, obviously, because of where it's located, is a picture of him working at a burger restaurant when he was in his teenage years, probably his first cook job, happy with this hamburger or cheeseburger in his hands. And it was like some employee of the month thing that was printed out. And he just looked pure happiness. Right, because during one of their conversations, he says, I haven't cooked in years. I've had no reason I'm not happy. Yeah. It doesn't make me happy anymore. And so she goes and sees a radio. We're all like, I see the radio right away. I'm like, what the fuck? So finally she sees the transistor radio. She calls for help. She pockets the knife. She comes back with the barrel. She kicks it in. And she comes back in the room and all shit hits the fan because all of a sudden a Coast Guard guy shows up. Unbeknownst to anybody in the kitchen, she called the Coast Guard. Although Chef knows. He's like, you turned on us. Like, I can't believe you. So they all of a sudden start, like, putting, put, they put Richard in a sling to cover it up. They wipe the blood off some faces. Yeah, they, a, all, like, uh, Chef put on an apron to cover the blood stain. Mm-hmm. Yep. Covered, uh, burn covered his hand. Yeah. Covered his hand. So they did all this stuff, and in comes the Coast Guard guy. And that's where the, the funny part is. He notices the actor, once again, not saying your name. Hey, I know you. You were in the movies. Hey. Me and my wife really liked. What was the movie again, Diesel? Paging, Dr. Sunshine. Yeah, me and my wife really liked it. And the look that John Leguizamo <laughs> shoots at the chef, like, see? Some people liked it. And we are sitting there once again laughing, going, "Every you know, there's always somebody that hates a terrible movie. Yeah. There's always somebody who loves it. There's, there's tons of terrible movies out there. Not everybody hates every movie. Once again, art is subjective. We get it. So... He goes over to get an autograph. And at this point, John Leguizamo is smart enough. They give him a pen to do the autograph. And instead of writing that, it says, help us. So he looks at it. He comes back. He pulls his gun. And he's like, everybody, I don't want to see anybody move. Get on your knees. And they're all like, yeah, yeah, get him. Fuck those guys. And they're all excited. And then we find out his gun is what, Ron? A lighter. (laughs) And he lights the candle that was put out at Margot's table. (laughs) Yes, he is one of the people from the island. (laughs) He takes off his Coast Guard jacket and just gets a white coat on and goes to the back. And he laughs. He's laughing the whole time. (laughs) Fucking Dale was the man, though. (laughs) Dale was the man. So then we're coming into the final. And he basically chastises the shit out of Margot, and she takes it but then all of a sudden as she's sitting there she starts thinking and she's going smart and he's going into one of his, his other monologues this one isn't they don't they haven't gotten ready to do the final thing yet because that comes after he says you know he's, he's he's just going in about how angry he is about the service thing and all of a sudden you hear but it comes from Margot. And she goes, you know what? You make terrible food. Oh, oh, oh. Oh, you're skipping sorry. one course. Oh, sorry. We're skipping the Tyler course. Oh, oh, oh yeah. No, let's, go ahead. Go, you jump in there. Ignore what I said for a second. Go ahead. <laughs> so before this, you know, we, uh, I think what she was going to the smokehouse to get yeah. the drum. Um, Tyler, this huge foodie, he starts getting praised by the chef and gets told to come up there. And he's like, 
you're the one person that gets this food. You're the you have this equipment at your house. Yeah, I, I also want to point out you were invited here and knew what we were doing is what he says. Yes. And that's when Margot punches him in the yeah. face. Yeah. She not yeah. slaps him. She punches. You brought me here to fucking die and punches him <laughs> in the face. And they have to pull her eyes. Continue. Yep. Sorry. So they give him a chef coat. This is all this guy wants. You know, he is a he is a mega fan of this chef startup. He even sharpies his name on it. Sharpies <laughs> his name. Well, you're one of us. In fact, you're going to come up with the next course. So, you know, everything in this kitchen is yours to have. We have everything. So, so, so what do you want? Uh, 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 what leaks. Do you want? leaks. 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 Okay. Get him a leak. So he starts chopping up a leak. But chef's like kind of being a dick. Like, oh, is, that, is that a new chopping method? Yeah. You don't know, <laughs> we don't know this chopping method. And really putting the pressure on poor Tyler. Uh, well, what else are you going to have with these leaks? Shallots. Uh, uh, Shallots. So they bring him shallots, and again, <laughs> bad chopping. Bad chopping. He's obviously nervous. Like, oh no, he, he, is a he has no idea what he's doing. Mega fan of this world, but he has zero talent. So then, well, what protein are you going to have? Uh, 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 lamb. So they throw it all into a pan with some butter, blah blah blah, and it's this train wreck of food that's not properly cooked. No. But they serve it to everybody. <laughs> oh, absolutely. But then he leans over to his ear and he says something to him that we don't get to hear. Yeah. And he takes off the coat and he walks away. And that's when she goes to get the yeah. drum. Sorry. But on her way out to get the drum, she looks into his office and realizes that Tyler's hanging. Yeah. He hung himself because he was basically told he was a failure. Yeah. yeah. And also because Chef at this point goes, you brought basically the, the punishment was you brought somebody here to sacrifice them and you brought one of our own to sacrifice. You didn't bring some rich person to sacrifice. You brought one of our own. Because originally he was supposed to bring this other girl and I'm assuming she was rich. Yeah. Yeah. So now. His girlfriend or something. I think yeah. It was. So now let's jump back in the future since I missed that part. Thank yeah. you, Diesel. And now she basically claps her hands and she says, the food's been terrible. I, I hate it every day. You call it food. You you know what? Your, your job on this planet as a chef is to make food that makes me happy and that tastes good. And you failed. You failed at your job. Your one and only job. And he goes, well, can I make you something? And she goes, yeah, I, I, you can. I want a cheeseburger. But I don't want a fancy cheeseburger. I want a regular cheeseburger. Do you think you can handle that? How much is that going to run me? He goes, nine ninety five. That comes with fries. She, he, she no, goes, she goes, does that, that come goes, with fries? That goes with fries. He goes, yes, it does. Would you like those uh, crinkled or Julian? Julian. And she goes, crinkle would be wonderful. And he goes, okay, one cheeseburger and fries coming up. So he tells somebody to drop the fries and he makes the cheeseburger. And for the first time, probably in a long time, you can see that he's happy. Yeah. Like he smiles when, he, yeah, when, he, when, he, when he's making it. And then he brings it out to her and she bites into it. And she goes, that's, that's a good cheeseburger. <laughs> And he's, he has a bigger smile on yeah. his face. So you can tell that he's been happy yeah. for the first time in a long time. Because like he said, he, he hadn't cooked in yeah. a while because he doesn't make him happy. But here he is making this cheeseburger, her knowing because she saw the picture. So then she goes, but my eyes were bigger than my stomach. Is there any way I can get that to go? Yep. So he goes, sure. Gets her a box, puts the stuff in the box. She gives him the $10. And then he, she, he goes, tipping is not necessary because it's we, all, it's, it's it's all, all included. included. And... Gives her her gift bag and tells her she can leave. <laughs> so she leaves and takes a coat. And I, I, I love it because the elder, the wife, she's looking back and you can tell there's guilt. And the, the wife's like, go. Just yeah, go. Yeah, just, just get out of here. Just go. So then he goes, all right, well, it's time for everybody to settle up on their bill. So he starts selling up on the bill while we prepare your dessert. So everybody is literally just paying their bill and, and sitting there like, 
I, I at this point ashamed I assume of themselves. And they're spreading like what looks like cocoa around. Yeah. They're putting these like graham cracker, graham cracker hats on them. They're oh, putting chocolate, on, chocolate, oh, chocolate hat, hats, marshmallows around them, but graham crackers along the floor. Yeah, well, what we think is graham crackers. Yeah. Because that shit lights up. Well, they, anything like, powdered lights yeah. up pretty good. Yeah. So they go, they go, he goes around. He's like, this is like the most insulting thing to a dessert ever, the s'more. He was like, but we're going to have it and we're going to do it my way. And he has, he goes over and grabs the hot coals from the fucking grill. Because earlier he says how he can take a cast iron pan out barehanded and hold on to it for five yeah. minutes. That's how long he's been a, a chef. And he has these coals in his hand. He comes out, he's doing this monologue about how all of them are whatever. And he tells his, his people he loves them and then he drops them on the floor for him he goes up everybody the fire lights everywhere and then the people in the kitchen light that uh, container on fire which is explosives yeah. yep. and ka boom and, and turn, turn the gas on the grill on the stove tops and all that stuff so everybody get everybody burns everybody dies yep and while this is happening uh we have margo on the boat uh, she finds the ferry. Yeah. Yeah. Well, actually, uh, not the ferry. It was the Coast, Coast Guard, Guard, the boat. fake Coast Guard boat. Yep. And she's eating her burger, and then she hears the explosion, and then she drives the boat away. And that, that's end of movie. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, now that we've gone through the rundown, and I guess you guys have heard a lot of our likes and stuff in there. Is there any more likes or dislikes you would like to add? Starting with Ron. It. I mean, it is one of those movies that you, you do have to sit down and watch it. You can't just have it as background noise like some movies because you got to see what's going on. Um, like I said, there was a couple questions at the end that you kind of wanted answered, but I understand why they didn't do it. Um, that's really the only gripe I really have on it. The acting in this is amazing, is amazing with everybody. So, and it's, it's paced very well too. So like all that pushes it very high for me. Um, it's just like, there's a couple questions that your own mind starts going, well, why is this? What was this? What was this? And it doesn't get answered. But then after, when you get done with it, you're kind of like, well, maybe we didn't need that. So. That's it. I agree. Uh, Diesel, any likes or dislikes you would like to add? All right. Just adding on to the acting of this movie was absolutely spectacular. The way this movie looked was absolutely spectacular. Once you start breaking down the whys, though, the movie falls apart for me. So I know this is supposed to be like an allegory guts, you know, like poor versus rich. But not all poor are good. Not all rich are bad either. Right. John Leguizamo was the movie star. Does not deserve to die. Because he was in a bad movie <laughs> yeah. that he got a paycheck for. Yeah. yeah. He was doing his job. His, his, his assistant. She it. might have been embezzling, but that's an issue between them. Yeah. Just because she had the means to go through college doesn't mean she deserved to die. Agreed. Now, the pretentiousness of the whole food world, like, in that scenario, like, if I'm a chef, I would see the critic and her crony needing to die. I could see, you know, the guy that's been here 11 times just as, like, a status symbol doesn't care about actually coming here and trying the food. It's a status symbol. And on top of that, cheating on his che- wife. Cheating on his yeah. wife. I, I, can, I can give you that. But, but his the, wife. The wife doesn't deserve to die. Your your entire crew. Like, what? what well, what? they're in a cult, so I was, yeah. I'll leave them off. Yes, but even then, though, it's like, it's us versus you. Why are, like, I get it if we're, like, going to hunt you guys down. I mean, suicide cults are a thing, so yeah, I, 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 are, can, I give you the I can have that argument for that. I'm <laughs> but, so not ever like it was just like so weird. Like when you start breaking down like the bits and pieces of it, it's like my main question after the movie was why. So basically, you're like that. The half the people deserve to die, half didn't. Yeah, it, which is just true because the power brokers, I'm assuming you would yep, say, deserve yep, to die. They could go. Vargas, yeah. his fucking ass is well, out. The Var- Vargas, that whole thing. Yeah, you know, they put the angel wings on him. They drowned his ass. 
We had no introduction to Fargus. But we did know that they were laundering and embezzling money. Yeah. That, that does get explained. So he's part of that. So well, well, he didn't care about that. Right, right. He cared that he asked for substitutions. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I get it. <laughs> but I'm just, I'm just pointing out, we, we're just saying that when you're talking about flaws, half the people in the room deserve to die, half the people didn't. And then when the actual death scene ca- happens during the s'more dessert, not just the crew says, thank you, chef. The people they, that are getting yeah. murdered also say thank you, chef. And that just like struck really yeah, yeah, weird for me. A, that was a weird part. See, that part I could understand because at this point in Juncture, I think that they've all taken a hard, long look at how shitty they all were as human beings or that's what they're supposed to. Yeah. So they're just accepting of their punishment. Yeah. I, I think that's what they were going with that. So I can yeah. understand that. So uh, I will say that I understand it. It's weird, yeah. but I can understand that because they're accepting their fate. I can understand the workers because uh, we've seen death cults and I yeah. think that's just basically what... And they've led you to believe that these people are fucking cult. Okay. Look at how they sleep and everything. They're a fucking cult, okay? Uh, if anybody knows about cults, you should know about oh, cults. Yeah. So I, I think that, that's, that that explains them and why they're dying. But cult leaders are pimps, and pimps don't commit suicide. Some okay. of them do. I mean, think about it. Uh, what was it? Uh, Apple White there. Yeah. Heaven's Gate, he did. Well, that was... They, they were Jim just Jones. Going, they were just going to the next level. J- Jim Jones <laughs> did. You know, so it, it, there's, there's, there's yeah. substance to it. But you would think, like, if you had that that mentality... Maybe that's just my how my brain works, like... I'm sick of the people I have to serve and how they treat and how they destroy this, this, my, my art. Why do I need to die? See, that's they where I was thinking. That's what I was going with. So my point of the matter is, is I don't know why he wanted to die. That's weird. Maybe it's because he fell out of love with what he was doing. Maybe that's what the whole cult lost, thing is. Lost saying. his family. He lost that. He lost. Those, his, those are the he questions. Doesn't go, yeah. He doesn't yeah. go into detail about that. That's a negative for yeah. me. I would have yeah. liked to, sh- we, I would have liked to rinse that out a little more just because it might explain some more. Uh, with the end scene and, and the dying, like I said, I can understand why they said thank you, chef. I can understand why the cult members are dying because I'm calling them what they are. Um, I, I'm with you. There's a few people in the room that I'm like, it, 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 like John Leguizamo was overall, even though he's kind of a pretentious prick at times, he was overall a nice guy. He was just trying to maintain an image. His, no, not even the image. Trying to maintain relevancy. Uh, right. But I, I just think there was also an image to it. But he wasn't a bad guy. No. He, he was portrayed all through the movie <laughs> as a very nice guy. So I, I understand just for making one bad movie, you shouldn't kill him. Yeah. Uh, and that's, that's I get it. Because at the end of the day, it's like he even said, he even makes that argument. Like, I didn't write or direct it. I just got paid a bunch of money to be in it. Yeah. And, like, why am I being punished? Why is it the writer or director here? Why did you decide to see this piece of shit movie? <laughs> you know what I mean? And then later on, when you got the one guy that tells him it's good. But then you find out he's a member of the cult, so I don't know if he really meant it was good or not. But I just love the look. Yeah. Um, so I get it there. And that, once again, I'm with you. Like, just because she had the means to go to college, I don't think that's the reason to kill somebody either. So I, I and the wife, I don't think she deserved to die. Like, so there's a lot of the deserve to die. Unless you can say, the only argument you can make for the wife is she turned a blind eye to her husband and his shit. Yeah. And she also couldn't name a dish either. And she had been there seven times. He had been there 11. So there's the four times he took somebody else. And she had been there seven. She was also three bottles of wine in at that point. (laughs) Dude, how about his mother that we didn't talk about sitting in the corner just plastered out of her mind? (laughs) And when people left, she'd just go grab an alcohol bottle and fucking drink more. And and as much as I loved Margo, why did she deserve to live? Uh, I think that he saw something. The, the, the answer that I think that was going with is he saw something in her that reminded him of his fucked up life. Because remember, he had a very hard life. He was abused. Uh, they don't say sexually, but they definitely say physically. Yeah. He yeah. watched his mother being abused. So there was a lot of like things. So I feel like he thought that she was a kindred spirit. And I don't think that he, it, I don't think it ever sat well with him that she was basically going in as a lamb to slaughter didn't know. I don't think, and that's why I think he made, he made an example out of Tyler. I don't think Tyler was ever supposed to be an example. He was supposed to be one of them and join in and kumbaya. I think that 
that bothered Chef so bad that he was like, okay, that's a sin. You're fucking dying. And then he was upset with her, but then she brought back his joy and reminded yeah. him that he still was a human. And even though he had given up on life and he still wanted to die and could take everybody with him, he let her go. I think that's what they were going with. It is, I don't think it's a stretch because I think you go, it is, it's not explained as well. You know, that's a lot of inference. Yeah. I think that is the inference that they wanted yeah. me to make. However, they could have done a better job of explaining that out. Yeah. And then the whole end, like the dessert course, like, and the moments leading up to that, like the movie was well paced, but that very end, it just seemed like really like, all right, we got, we got to finish this off really quick. And it seems like it was a shorter movie. It was only like, what, an hour 42 or it's something? It's an hour yeah. 46. Yeah, they could have actually yeah. taken like an extra five minutes and just like kind of like. Yeah, gave, gave a, a couple more answers at the last act. I agree with you. There's some things. And that's one of my big negatives. There's some takeaways that they could have done a little differently, a little better. Um, but for the most part, I, I got to go back to saying, like, the humor was good. Once again, it might. It, and it's not because you're, like, I don't want anybody to ever think it's because you're not smart enough to catch humor. Because it wasn't, like, highbrow, it's intelligent humor. It's the kind of humor you have. We were laughing because the uncomfortable spots, they were intended to be funny. They were absolutely yeah. intended to be funny. Yeah. I understand to some people when they watch uncomfortable things, they can't laugh. I get why some people would be bothered by that. I thought it was because, like, you're going to laugh every time you see Tyler. There's somebody blows his brains out, and he's just like, oh, this is so tasty. And this yeah. is before you know that he knows what's going on. Yeah. So, like, you're just like, why the fuck is he doing that? And you're just like, oh, that's then, supposed to be funny. Yeah. And then the, the other comments, there's a lot of things that are supposed to be funny. Even the chef makes some jokes, offhanded jokes, while he's doing horrible things. And you're like, ah, it's funny. And, and that's what they were going for. So it's very like dark humor, very like uncomfortable humor. And if you get that, you're going to enjoy this movie a lot more, I think, in my opinion, just like we did. But yeah, that's I think we covered everything that I didn't like and liked. I think you guys are pretty well covered. For, I think the review section's over. Well, you know, when the review ends. Time to play the game. Time to play the game. <laughs> Well, we've been playing volleyball. Last week, Diesel got excited because he finally took back a crown. Can we play more volleyball or will Diesel retain? We'll find out more momentarily because it's time to play the game. We're going to take the scores from around the internet and it's Price is Right rules. Whoever's closest without going over will get the point. Unless we need the tiebreaker round. And if that case, it is whoever comes closest to the number because we don't do fucking ties. And if we have to make it interesting and it has to be worth two points, we will do so as well. Gentlemen, are you ready to play the game? Yes, chef. <laughs> I like it. Maybe I should make you call me that from now on. I did have a pretentious <laughs> cocksucker once uh, that I worked for wanted me to call him chef. And I'm like, you never earned a chef thing. <laughs> you know, we work here. You're not a chef. All right, Ron, you're the challenger. You get to go first. IMDb out of 10 using points. What did they give the menu? 7.5. Diesel. In my head, I'm thinking 6.4, but I'm giving myself a little more wiggle room. Going 4.8. 4.8, and Ron, you said 7.5. Ron gets the point. 7.6 out of 10. Ooh. Next up, Diesel, you get to go out of 100%. What did Metacritic, this is critics only, remember, give... The menu. Critics love finds. 79. Ronald. Ooh. <laughs> 80. Oh, 79, 80, and... I don't know. You both busted 73%. No. We're we got to remember, though. Metacritic, uh, that's, a good, that's a great score for yeah. Metacritic. No, I know, but I, I thought this would have pushed it. 
All right, Ron, you get to go next, and it is Rotten Tomatoes, the critic score. Remember, this is the critic score. Out of 100%, what did they give the menu? 78. 78. Diesel. I was ready to play Dirty Pool and just go one number over, but I think it's going to be a little bit lower. 40. You got 40. You said 78. And Ron gets the point. 90%. Wow. Okay, so for the win, Ron. But you don't get to go first here. That would be uh, the, the pleasure for Diesel. Diesel, Ron Tomatoes fan score. Remember, this is the fan score out of 100%. What did they give the menu? 79. Ron. <laughs> uh, 40. 40. 79 and Diesel gets the block. It was direct on 79%. Oh, yeah, so it didn't matter which way I went. <laughs> okay. That means this is going to be worth two points, so Diesel has a fair chance. And Ron, you get to go first, and it's the closest to the number, remember. Google users, out of 100%, what did they give the menu? 86. Diesel. 83. <laughs> I'm giving you some room. 86, 83. And you know what? Of course, we have to have a winner, so... And your winner! And still yeah. champion, Diesel... It was 84%. Damn it. <laughs> I went too high. If you would have picked 85, we would have been a unique thing. But by tiebreaker rules, you would have won because I would have given you both the two points. And that would have still given you the victory. But yeah, I would have let him have it because he was right on with the one. Since you had 86. There you go. So wow. Those are good the groupings, scores. though. Yeah. That's a very good groupings. Very well liked for the most part. The fan score is lower than the critic score. I'm actually not surprised about yeah. that. So that's going to bring us to the nerd score and my critic score. And the nerd score is a combination of scores. Uh, if you've never heard us talk about it before, I'm going to give you the rundown. Even if you have, it's a little good reminder. Uh, it's the three parts. It is part critic score, part entertainment score, and a, it's a recommendation at the end of the day. There is five levels. We don't do anything in between. It's just five levels. And the levels are as follows. A one is no. That means it's terrible and you should never watch it. A two is you've been warned. That means it's not terrible but it ain't good, so you've been warned. A three is, ah, it's good. That means it's not an essential film to watch, but it's not a terrible movie. If you catch it on and you happen to watch it, it's not going to be a waste of your time, but it's not something that you need to go and seek out for yourself. It's not something you need to own or add to your rotation, but it's not going to disappoint as well. It's going to be one of those average to good films. Next up is just take my money in the four slot and just take my money. It means what it is. If it's in the theater, you should pay to go see it. If it's uh, comes out on Blu-ray or DVD, you can buy it, add it to your rotation. Don't feel free to spend money on this movie. Even if you don't have to spend money on it, it's an essential movie that you should probably watch in your life. It's a very good to great film. And it's going to be probably something you watch again and again, just because it's that good. And last but not least is rarefied air. And that is certified nerd. These are the classics. These are the best of the best. These are movies like Jaws. Jurassic Park, the original Halloween from 1978 and more. And in this past year, I'm going to let you know, we've uh, we've had a few. Spider-Man No Way Home comes to mind. The Batman. Clerks 3 comes to mind, which is amazing. Nobody thought that was going to hit there. <laughs> and for you two, Amsterdam. I also want to throw this out there. I do believe that me and uh, Diesel not, did not certify nerd uh, the Northman. It was a four, but a high four. It was almost there. Also, me and Diesel certified nerd last night in Soho, and Ron and Diesel certified nerd Amsterdam, and all of them have in common Anna Taylor Joy. So, <laughs> yep. is Anna Taylor Joy going to earn herself yet another either just take my money or certified nerd? We're about to find out right now, and we are going to start with Ron. Ron, what is your nerd score and why for the menu? 
for me, this is a four. I enjoyed this movie immensely. We have the little gripes about it, but like going in the dark comedy mystery uh, thriller type of combo that it came in being an original idea in film. Um, I, I, I enjoyed it. Like just talking about it. Like I was thinking about it all, all weekend after we saw it, like it was memorable and it was, you know, a nice little take on this. And, you know, like you said, it had a couple questions. That's why I can't push it to a five. That's just me. Um, I'm probably the low one on this out of this group, but I, I give it a four. All right, Diesel, what is your nerd score and why? Definitely not the low one, Ron. I was waffling between a three and a four this entire time. I think for me, this is definitely an artsy movie like that was definitely down my lane. But I think they could have taken a little more time to give us the why for the movie and it clearly explained that better. That being said, like this is a goddamn masterpiece of acting. So I'm landing on a four as well. But on the lower end, it looks yeah, like yeah, it was waffling right before. Right? Yeah. Uh, I'm going to join Ron. I'm going to go on the higher end of the four as well. I, I do really recommend this movie. I really loved it. As far as a movie that is artistic, it, it does its job. Yeah, there's some questions. There's some little things. But at the end of the day, I feel like it's more nitpicky. Plot armor, it's always going to be there. But I, I still think it delivered. I still found all the humor in it funny. I also found it absurd. And I love absurd, strange movies. I, I just love breaking it down. I love original movies. Uh, this was something that caught me off guard. Because like I said, it's like a reverse mystery. Usually mysteries are trying to figure out the killer in this movie you're not you're trying to figure out who the people that are getting killed are also you know it's a dark comedy and i love the way that they didn't take the safe route and i'm not saying anything bad because i love cabin in the woods and i love uh ready or not those are movies as we know that i love but i say the safe route in those movies because the comedy is real comedy it's the comedy that you're familiar with it's that happy go lucky oh this was kind of a weird situation ha 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 this movie was, like I said, uncomfortable and dark, and I can understand why some didn't like it for that reason. And I don't, I have no judgments against it because I could get it. I, this is going to be a, just the way that they did this movie. They had to have known it was going to be polarizing. Just throwing it out there. But I give it a, a four on the nerd scale. Just take my money. And as far as my critic score, I had waffled back and forth on this all week as well, where I was going to fall on it. It was going to be uh, between a seven and a half and an eight. And sometimes I'll do the cabo if I can't decide and do the 7.75. In this case, I'm just going to bump it right to the eight. There wasn't enough reasons for me to be like, I'm going to knock it down. But it wasn't quite, like I said, it's on that high end of the uh, four, but it wasn't quite a five for me. So I was like, you know what? We'll put it on that borderline. Give it the eight out of 10 as I think it deserves. Well, that's going to do it for this week's 3FN Movie Club Review. Remember, next week's 3FN Movie Club Review will be Glass Onion, the Knives Out sequel. And if you're lucky enough to be able to see that in a theater near you, check it out there. But everybody can watch it on Netflix as of Black Friday. So check it out and come back next week for that edition of the 3FN Movie Club. And, of course, for all information about the 3FN Podcast, visit 3FNPodcast.com. Patreon link is there. Public link is there. Friends of the show, like the ODPH, is there. Uh, spots for 607 TWS and so much more are all on 3FNPodcast.com. It's your one-stop shop. Just check it out for all the local sponsors and everything else that we have and are a part of. It's, it's, it's really great, and it's, it's the easiest way to find it. Let's be honest. So, with that being said, Ron, I believe you have some business to attend to. One out of ten stars. Unvisionary, mainly boring, and uncarefully made. The problem of the movie is mainly that this is made to be liked by as many people as possible, and that's never a good start for anything. I don't like Jackson's personal vision of the book. He degraded the horrifying Black Riders to nothing more than weak action figures. Soren is too early and often shown, so he can't be as fear-creating as he is in the books. 
His, Jackson's, direction is more or less unsatisfying, and the action is, well, the expection, with the exception of Hugo Weaving, bad. Jackson would have done good re uh, respecting that The Lord of the Rings is no romance, but some sort of great fantasy road movie. One out of ten stars. This movie just sucks, people. Lord of the Rings just sucks. Diesel's got perplexed look <laughs> on his face right now. The movie wasn't nerdy enough for me? <laughs> God damn, that's gay. Oh, it gets worse. Whoa. That was one of the longer ones. I just took Whoa, out the first Diesel. paragraph. Whoa. <laughs> so y'all need to hide your kids, hide your wife, and hide your husband because they're raping everybody out here. Almost made it to the end, but eh, not quite. Well, well like, like the end of that one, he's also talking about how great the animated one was. <laughs> so I was like, I'm just going to cut it off here. That's that. There's some problems there. Well. That'll do it for this week's edition of the 3FN Podcast. We will be back next week, same bat time, same bat channel, to give our 3FN Movie Club review of Glass Onion. Until then, take care of yourselves, take care of each other, and last but certainly not least, later, nerds! Later. If you want to taste my money, give me a call. More adventurous sucks, people.